Welcome back to the show, Your Light is Fearless listeners. My name is Amber. I am your host. Today I have a special guest, Yeroon Daywit. Yeroon, I met from a mutual friend, Shauna. He is a past life regressionist therapist trained by Dolores Cannon in the QHHT method, which stands for Quantum Healing Hypnosis Technique. I love the work that Yeroon does. He helps people connect to their soul, taking people through different expressions of their soul where we ask questions to our higher self to clear our issues in this lifetime. He is the sweetest soul I know you will love. He's just one of those people that when you meet, you just fall in love with his energy. We had so much to talk about that we had all we have already decided to record a part two of this episode. But if you are interested in past life healing, parallel lives, other realities, higher dimensions, the new earth, ETs, hybrid beings, and hearing all about the crystal implantation that I had in my head one day during a meditation, then you're going to want to stay tuned for this episode. Also, one of the things that I found very fascinating is we all know how it can be difficult living in duality. But guess what? Euron says that Earth is the hottest show in town. Do you feel you are a starseed? I think many of you do. But something that I have experienced is not really identifying with being only one, coming from one starseed galaxy. I I tend to experience myself as aspects in different galaxies and dimensions. And what what me and Yaron talk about is that we do experience aspects of ourselves as in everything, really, but in different higher dimensions. So this is a fascinating interview. I just loved every minute of it. If you would like to connect to Yeroon, you are going to find all his links and ways to contact him in the show notes below. So let's just jump right in. And if you love the episode, remember to tag me at Malibu Medium. I would love to know what you loved about it, and I just hope you guys enjoy the show. I know you will. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Your Light is Fearless. So today, I am so excited. I can hardly contain myself. Who I have in front of me is the amazing Yeroon DeWitt. He is a Dolores Cannon-trained past-life regression hypnosis healing technique therapist. Is that correct? It's QHHT. I'm going to let him introduce himself as well as I probably just butchered that. But what you need to know is that Yeroon is trained, was trained specifically by Dolores Cannon is from my understanding in her unique method of past life regression, hypnosis therapy. And, um, I, I'm just beyond excited to have you on as a guest. I have a million questions, but if you want to introduce yourself, maybe in a more proper way, I'm not sure if I just butchered that. Um, by the way, welcome, welcome, welcome. And yes, can you explain a little bit about what you do? Of course. So thank you so much for having me here. And thank you for that amazing introduction. 
So yeah, I, I practice QHHD. It's Dolores Cannon's method for past life regression. And uh, the abbreviation is, um, or the, what do you call that? Abbreviation? Yeah, abbreviation. Um, quantum healing hypnosis technique. And that is what I practice. And I would call myself a, a practitioner. Yeah. Um, so what it does is it helps to connect people to their soul. And um, it helps to clear and heal um, issues that we all experience in this lifetime um, to kind of give people an upgrade in this current lifetime. It's really part of the many tools that are available right now as we're going through this, this mass awakening that's happening on the planet. And um, yeah, I, I really enjoy doing this work because it's so unique as how it expresses through my different clients. And, um, and me being a Gemini, I, um, you know, it's never a dull day. It's always a different sort of a different episode of this crazy sci-fi show or something. I never know what we're going to get. It can be past life. It can be aliens, could be creator beings. I never know what we're going to get. So, so connecting people to their soul um, by taking them through different expressions of their soul. We call those past lives. And then a part of the technique is calling forth a person's soul and asking questions uh, that they've brought in regarding issues that they're going through in their life. Okay, so let's, we, how do I begin? So you are a Gemini. I'm, I did say I was going to ask you this. What is your, 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 so your son is a Gemini. What is your moon and your rising? Moon is Aquarius and rising is Cancer. Okay, so you're, you're water and air. <laughs> Yeah, yes. I have some dysfunctional earth somewhere in my chart, but <laughs> <laughs> it's all water, air, and fire. And I believe, so me and Yarun were introduced um, to each other by a mutual friend, Shauna, and I believe she is a Gemini too. Yeah. Um, and my wife actually had a session with you, and we probably talk about it multiple times a week. It wow. is it, it, I know you would say, do you guys have anything else to talk about? But we, <laughs> we talk about this session so much because she had, um, I was in her past life, supposedly, I, I do grill her on this. Are you sure it was me? Because two of the people that she encountered, she said was me, one of them, she was married to me, I was her wife, and that something very horrendous happened in that lifetime. I don't, I'm sure you don't remember everybody's sessions, but, um, it's fascinating. It's just a fascinating, um, modality. It's similar, I, of course, to the Akashic records in that we are accessing past lives and the records. We are talking to the soul and the higher self. But what I think is powerful is when the person, the actual client is the one recalling the memory. And I assume that is a very powerful sense of embodiment to really, um, proactively integrate the lessons that, that their soul is calling forward. So as I told you before, I am so excited to book a session with you and I can't wait to see what comes up. But since you did talk about the ascension process, um, I don't know if you would call um, this ascension process creating a new earth, but this is kind of what I have been channeling through the Akashic Records is this new earth that we are creating, as they say, through consciousness, and that we're literally, we are these creator beings that are creating this new earth. Um, how do you see the new earth? Do you see it as a, an, an actual new earth and a physically a new place or do you see that we 
are going to be experiencing the, the level of consciousness that we are creating here on this planet. Yeah. I, I've heard different options to the work that I do. When I talk to a person subconscious mind, it often um, volunteers information regarding um, humanity and the world, what's, what's happening. So I've, my understanding of it is that we are birthing the new earth or 5D through us, through this awakening of dropping from a mind-based sort of patriarchal existence into a more heart-centered, um, loving and compassionate and, and, and ex experiencing unity between, between us, um, that this is being birthed right now, um, and, but that there's also a different planet somewhere um, that, that is already at 5D. And so when people, people's lives finish here, they just continue on over there. Oh my gosh, I get I'm I just get goosebumps and I get so excited thinking about that. So um what I wanted to ask you, and this is kind of a big question, okay? So let me see if I could just put this in the best in the best way. But from all the kind of collection of knowledge that I have accumulated by going into the records and then channeling, because I do channel a lot, from my understanding, um we we are here to to not just ascend this this earth right but we're here to ascend as as a collective within all dimensions and planets so with that being said i have connected to some other beings on other planets and and you can call them light beings or maybe ets or i, I don't know what you would like to call other beings or species from other planets and as I've as, as I've connected to this knowledge, from what I understand, is that there does exist different levels of consciousness, even on other planets, and not all other planets are of the light. And some of them are even battling out their own sense of consciousness. Is that is that something you have experienced, where you do connect to other planets, and they're not just just because it's another planet that they're all or another. Um, another extraterrestrial being it doesn't mean that they're all fully ascended right it, or what do, what do you have to say about that well since there's two parts to the work that i do first people exploring different lifetimes and then calling forth the subconscious mind and kind of interviewing it mm -hmm. so i've never experienced a person is that's not true actually no i have experienced people going to other sort of three-dimensional places where they're dealing with similar issues that we're dealing with here um yeah and then and then with lots of being but it doesn't happen very often but lots of times i connect to beings from other galaxies where there's um you know from our perspective higher levels of consciousness um because so many of us here now are pulling in those experiences that we've had or are having in these different dimensions and different galaxies deliberately um, to help anchor that sort of vibration on planet earth. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's my understanding is the same thing. So when I talk to the subconscious mind, it explains this, that there's, you know, sometimes cracks a joke and it says like, um, you know, earth is not like the worst off, you know, it's not, you know, if you think, you know, if you're embarrassed about earth, you know, yeah. <laughs> no need, there's places where it's worse. Yeah. And so would you say that, um, so there's just, we don't know how many infinite number of realities exist, right? Because we, in essence, create with consciousness. So 
with that being said, the, when I kind of look at everything in this big picture, which I tend to do again, just by like reading the records, is that if we could use a word to describe the entire universe or all that exists, our purpose of just experiencing our individual consciousness is to expand and ascend, right? So then is, would you say that you, when you, when your clients connect to um, themselves as being a starseed, let's say that there's different levels of consciousness on those different, um, gal in those different galaxies. And maybe like, are, is it, is it true that some are on the seventh dimension or some are on like the ninth dimension, or do you see it as more being overlapping that they kind of are able to experience just in essence, higher dimensions than the fifth dimension? Cause I've always wondered, how separate it is when people say like the Arcturians are this dimension. And I'm like, but don't we get to experience it all? You know, <laughs> my understanding of it. And, and, you know, that's just my limited perspective um, is that um, to experience sort of the lower dimensions, a lot of beings come to earth um, to mm. have this kind of learning that takes place here, which is through contrast and through duality. Um, but then within like within a galaxy, like for instance, um, you know, a lot of people think reptilians are just bad, bad, bad news. Um, I've worked with a lot of reptilians from that's a really wonderful, loving creatures. And they explained to me that in their own galaxy, there is a, a small sort of rogue fraction of beings that um, have chosen to go down a darker path. Um, but most of them, you know, they're at a higher vibration. Is that kind of what you mean? or? Yes, yes. And I think that's exactly what you just kind of proved my point that I have also experienced the connection of knowing that that within a, a galaxy, some beings can be more ascended or of the light and some more dark. So because consciousness is free will, we have free will right within our our individual consciousness. So yeah, I, I that's exactly what I mean. Um, so I, I, go ahead. I would like to add, like, I don't know if, because we, as human beings, I think we're trying to quantify, you know, ex our experience often. And I don't think that that always works when you move into like non-3D levels of existence. I think some galaxies and some planets might have, you know, a bandwidth of different dimensional experiences available, but they might not have the 3D like we have here. You know, um, and some galaxies might ha might have that, that there is this wider bandwidth or a narrower bandwidth. I think these conditions are created by creator beings um, with specific purposes to have consciousness experience itself within these parameters. And some of them include the 3D and some don't. I, I, that's how I. Yes. That's what I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, that's a beautiful explanation. And. If you want to just, before we get deep into other galaxies, which I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go there, um, <laughs> this, the, the earth experience, you know, I, I, I've been talking, I I'm leading this Akashic development circle and we're going so much into like the purpose of this human existence, which is exactly what you just talked about that through duality and contrast where we lead ourselves into wholeness. Um, so 
would you say that that is how kind of karma exists within this dimension, like or within Earth, where people are coming here to balance um, the part of themselves that that is in the shadow, or or what what is kind of some of or what do you have to say about really this human experience and maybe how you see it, or maybe some of the references you have from all the hundreds of people that you've worked with? Yeah, I don't. You know, I think we're so prone to talk about experience, human experience in terms of like good and bad or like karma in terms of maybe balancing, like you said, the shadows. I I see it differently. I I remember one of my own past lives that I went into, um, somebody else was facilitating and I was in the north of France. I was an orphan and I had learned to be an asshole because I I didn't have anybody to nurture me. So I, and this is what I've stayed in that life. I learned to get ahead over the backs of other people. And I married a woman who I bullied terribly. And you know, from the human perspective, of course, we're thinking like, what a fucking dick, you know? Mm -hmm. But then as I died in that lifetime, I had a heart attack. My soul came out of it. And then looking back at it, realized that my soul had split off in both the man and the woman. And it was just like, a, yeah, so... And the soul was like, oh, this is great. I experienced being a bully. I experienced being the bully. Check, check. Out of the way, off to the next experience. So so your soul, when you died, went back into the, the woman that you were married to? No, no, no. Um, so I, as, I, as I died, I, I went out of that body of, of the man. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't remember if the woman was still alive. But mm -hmm. from the perspective that I was in, um, I could see that my soul had split off into both these experiences to learn. It's just a very, you know, a nice small container from which, it's, from which, from within, I could learn or experience what it's like to be mm -hmm. this bully, but also to be bullied. It was an right. experience that I, that I wanted to have as, a, as a, from a soul's perspective. Right. Um, so, I think it's all just experience, and then in terms of karma. I think it's more like curiosity of wanting to experience, okay, I did this now. I was a perpetrator, say one, and I'm going to experience now what it's like to, I want to learn that compassion or um, I want to see what it's like to be a victim or, um, yeah, sort of a, yeah. What you the the, yeah, the opposite of like, yeah. and, and it is exactly my belief too, that it's, it is how we grow and learn period through the experiences that we have right it, it's the, it's like the gift of evolution we can't learn and grow unless we have the experience of, of different sides of different levels of truth but yeah. yet we label those experiences and sometimes define ourselves based on just one aspect of it yeah yeah I think, yeah yeah which is, you know, it's hard, it's hard not to do that when you're operating maybe from like a very, um, but, or just you're, when you're operating from the lower level of consciousness that, that is in separation of, um, their expanded essence. So, okay. So while we're still on planet earth, what I wanted to ask you is with the physical ailments that we experience, whether they're through autoimmune disorders or just, any level of disability. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, just a couple of specific people in my life that I'm close to um, and myself. I've gone through healing myself from an autoimmune disorder as well. Um, do you believe that in your experience of doing all your work that there is 
um, that all those those issues are related to a past life? Or just is it true too that sometimes it's just like something that we've created in this life? I I often deal with my experience in my practice because of, you know, I'm I'm I've been on my own healing journey. And so I seem to attract people a lot that um, the focus is on clearing in most of the time issues um is that true i'm trying to think i mean it's kind of a blend like lots of times it's it's like a, a combination of things um or meaning current lifetime and other lifetimes um but a lot of people that i meet they've chosen this lifetime to clear a lot of shit instead right. of yeah and, and also to to choose as from the soul's perspective to go through a lot of shit. So to trigger um, other lifetimes that they need to process um, um, or to have like a, a sort of a fast track experience of what it's like to be in a human body because they've never done this before. So the fast track would be the, a lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of shit, yes. Yeah, yeah. Not to be born here and like being handed some snacks and just watch Netflix and coast it out. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, my gosh. So then is there, so, so would you say that, do you, or do you believe that we've chosen all of our experiences or do you think we're kind of, we have that free will and that we create and attract like certain things? Because that's something that I've really wondered about, like, is everything predetermined? I can say that I know for sure. I think a lot of it is. Um, or like certain markers, but then there is free will. Um, when I take people through past life, sometimes they don't get the lesson um, that they came in for, or they get the lesson after the lifetime when they look back at it. So I, I, I guess it, I'm talking about two different things. So I think there's always purpose to whatever we're going through. There's always learning happening, but it might not be the exact things that we have set in motion from the soul's perspective before we went into this lifetime um absolutely i do think there's that there's free will and um yeah and, and i think as we're becoming more responsible human beings meaning we're doing our inner healing work and we are able to access more of our you know creation powers or manifesting powers because we're more responsible with it now um you know because yeah from my from my perspective like I've heard that we've gone through several resets of humanity because we were just, you know, it just wasn't working out in the way that it was intended to. Like, I think we're what, on- What is a reset? What does that mean exactly? Um, like experiment failed, pull the plug and start over. So like so, almost like a new a new assimilation, a new matrix, like, like wiping out a past life memory and everything? Uh, not past life memory, but- uh, <laughs> physical expression on earth, like say for instance, um, Atlantis or Lemuria or other, other, other expressions of humanity that have come and gone and right. yeah, they didn't work out. So they needed to start up again. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we're in the fifth one right now. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and it's not just having a different looking body, like, when I speak to people that are telling me experience about their Atlantis experience, that there's blue skin and really metallic sort of whitish skin and darker skin and um, maybe even red skin, I forgot. Um, but also that our 
energy anatomy functioned very differently and that we were focused or uh, oriented in very different ways. You know, we're very mind-based and sort of um, in the brain right now. Mm -hmm. But for instance, in Atlantis, it was more in our intuition and our energetic um, capacities or psychic ability. Yeah. Right. So, so going back to when you were talking about this, the creator beings that we really are, are that I think so many of us have not tapped into our abilities as creator beings, right? Um, sometimes what I also wonder is, um, and being it's in your, it's in the technique, the quantum healing. Do you think that we can have quantum healing where we are able to, when we see maybe an issue in a different light and a new perspective that we do heal all aspects of who we are is because I, I think we can go into these individual issues and kind of heal them separately. But I also feel that as we awaken into our um, true essence, into our, our wholeness, which is really what we're doing, rising to that fifth dimension, that in a way it, it does resolve and heal all the different um, experiences that we've had that are, um, that are traumatic because we're seeing them from that different perspective. So what do you have to say about that? What do you think about that? Um, I, I think there is a perspective change, like you said, um, within the work that I do, it's also, it is like a, a healing bath from the soul. Like it's like when people go into a different lifetime where um, it's not just to connect the dots for for a limited conscious mind, but it's more of a um, an, an energetic immersion in the quantum codes from that other experience to shift and release stuff that we no longer have to deal with here. D does that answer your question? Yes. No, yes, because I think, I guess what I'm getting at, and maybe I'm sorry, I'm, I'm like probably not being so clear because these are big concepts. It's hard to even explain, but I guess, you know, I, from what, like the way that I see it for me is that sometimes when I feel like I'm tapped into my expanded level of consciousness, that it changes how I see everything in my life. And I kind of have this rapid sense of healing. And at the same time, there's those like, little, not little, but there's like those deep wounds though, that need to be kind of addressed, like in a more specific manner. And so I guess I'm just like wondering if you see it like that too. Yes. I think you, yeah. Thank you. I wanted to also say regarding like physical issues, like yeah. a lot of people I find out about, they, they kind of contexted by saying like, oh, I created them or you've you created them, like you've created your physical issues. And that's not, I don't think that's helpful. It's more of a judgmental way of approaching these things. You know, when we deal with physical issues that are there as a message to, to wake up or to learn certain things, they are, they are just our body, like asking, calling for the attention to them. It's not like we have somewhere said, oh, I'm gonna, give myself cancer, I'm going to give myself this, that, and the other, and it's my fault, or it's, I'm to blame for it, so now I have to fix it, or something, you know, these right. are, it's not like we're punishing ourselves, or, um, but they're, all our most experience, I think, is to call our awareness to, to parts of our consciousness that we have uh, planned to recover in, during this lifetime, 
Like, um, I totally understand what you're saying. And I, I hope my dad doesn't mind. Is it okay if I, I'm going to bring up something in my personal family just to kind of, so you have something tangible to, to look at, because I think people would be really interested in this. So, so my dad, who I'm for sure going to be sending to you, he, he's going through something. um, It's, it's a, it's kind of like a degenerative form of arthritis that causes it's called dish and it causes extreme, extreme, extreme pain. And it's very difficult to go through, but he has a very positive um, approach to it. And through this um, issue, I'm going to say in air quotes, he's been able to awaken his spiritual essence and gone through this whole spiritual awakening. So there's this huge purpose kind of in a way going through this, this um, really actually horrible thing because it's extremely painful. Um, but so then just as I'm, would you then say that the purpose of maybe that is to see the parts of your awareness, maybe heal the parts of, of things that you've never looked at or seen before. So that's what, that's what the purpose of, of our physical ailments are. Yeah. I would, I would say most of the time that's, that's what it seems like, um, Mm -hmm. You know, like crises, crises, like health crises or losses or financial crises, whatever crises are often the first wake up call to for people to to start to relate to themselves again, to be in relationship with themselves, because the feelings that we're experiencing in crisis are so horrible. We can no longer deny them or, you know, watch TV them away or drug them away or, you know, numb numb them out. We just can't. They're just calling for attention and it's so huge right and it gets our attention so our focus needs to pivot off of you know our external world and and how we've found security and maybe validation there to mm-hmm. to relating to ourselves to be able to hear and see the parts of us that that our soul wants to bring forth in this life right um, that that's 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 how i see that mechanism of of not you know, not just physical issues, but crises or experiences that happen in our uh, perceptual uh, field. I agree. Yes, um, and at that same level, is there times that you that that people have healed themselves by going into doing this work in past life hypnosis, like where it's like a rapid healing? Yeah, that happens quite a lot, actually. Really? Yeah. Can you give me a couple examples? Um, like recently a woman, I'd seen her in 2021 and, um, at the time her higher self had said that, um, um, they were going to heal her thyroid because I forgot what issue she had. It was probably not speaking her truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, she comes out of her session thinking, well, great, you know, but I'm not going to stop my medication. And then she got really jacked up from the medication. And when she went to go see her doctor about it, the doctor said, you know, no more, there's, why are you taking the medication? There's no more issues there. Um, wow. And then another, I worked with a guy recently as well, who had this extreme phobia of even hearing about medical procedures. Mm-hmm. At home, they would refer to blood even as the B word because they couldn't say out loud because he would go into a seizure. Um, Came into my office with like quick salt and explained me how to use them in terms, you know, if, if he was going to be triggered uh, by some kind of word. And we did the session and the higher self said it cleared it. And he went home and his dad um, had cut himself and the blood was gushing out of his arm and he was just okay looking at it and didn't 
the universe was like, here you go. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Um, okay. So, well, that's amazing. Um, so I guess switching gears a little bit, um, can I ask you what, what is your definition of star seed and also star seeds? And then also, do you, do you think that star seeds in general or people that are, are maybe their point of origin is from another galaxy or level of, of existence? Um, do you think that we also experience many different experiences as different light beings? Because I just, this is my own question, because like I, I know that I have an aspect of who I am as an Arcturian being called Anja and I, she has come to me and I work with her, but then I also have a lot of connection to Andromeda and just a lot of other light beings. So it, it, do people just, you know, like they say like, oh, your starseed origin is this, but again, do you, do you think it's kind of many as all as well? Yeah, I, I think it's kind of blurry. I, I think, you know, we have this term and we try to, again, to quantify what that is or to contain it in some way. I, I think it, my understanding is that all of us have experiences all over the place. And, you know, we talk about past lives, but they're really congruent lives or simultaneous right. lives. Um, so I think we're all interdimensional beings because we're part of source and source is everything. Right. So, um, so, and that's what trips me up because I agree. I, that's ex my exact understanding. We are interdimensional beings, like you said, and we are all one. So yeah. consciousness is experiencing almost everything. And so when people say like, oh, but you have one point of origin, like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm at the, I'm of the same exact understanding. Yeah, I think it's it's language. I think our language is not sufficient to describe the how it really is. I think when people how I try how I try to understand star seeds is that it's it's an aspect of a soul that um sort of comes in with the undiluted experience of mm -hmm. other lifetimes, but chooses to come in with this particular frequency from say Andromeda or um, Sirius or you know Arcturus from those experiences with very specific purposes uh, to be here on planet earth to be able to channel that particular energy. Um, um, I, yeah, myself, I experienced a blend of that within myself um, and, and lots of other people too. So in terms because of it's all, it's all happening now, like you said, right? There is no past, present, or future. Like I've, I channel grandfather time is what he calls himself. And he's just like, you know, everything you've been taught is an illusion. It's yeah. all happening now. And yeah. it's your awareness in the present moment that just makes it that the re reality for you. But it is so hard to grasp. It's not a past life. It's not a future life. It's all happening now. It's literally my head hurts almost it's mind-boggling right <laughs> like because you're like well you're a past life regression hypnosis therapist I still don't even know what to say you are but you know what I mean yeah. and and so that past life becomes the person's current life when they bring it up into their awareness now and that's how the the healing is done no like when when you are able to make a shift in consciousness by bringing up 
something and bringing it to from the like from hidden to the surface you you then heal it or I don't know how would you explain that whole that's a big question but um, my my understanding of like this is what I think about um in terms of you know how, how it works um is that in this this work that I do it's guided by a person's subconscious mind or oversoul like this this knowing, um, all-knowing part of us that is connected to everything else. And it decides what experiences of the soul to bring in that fit like a piece of a puzzle on whatever's going on right now to, to clear and heal. And, and again, it's not so much about having a conscious mind understand certain things, but it's more of a, a connecting to the energy or the, the energy of, of another lifetime. It's like, um, it's like, a, what do you call it? Like, like a medicine, like you know? Right. Okay. Wait. So then you don't see it in that the conscious mind is, is making it like that kind of like what I was saying that when your, your awareness in the present moment is your reality. So when you bring an aspect or a memory of who your soul has been in a past life to the surface, you don't see that it's that conscious mind that's able to see that past life wound in a new way that is allowing the healing to happen you don't see it that way um it's sort of a a pleasant side effect to it it's mm -hmm. like sometimes people think that you know past life regression is all about say you know in this lifetime you've bumped your knee and then during a past life or you have knee issues and then during a past life we're going to go to a life where something happened to the knee and that can happen but more often than not, it doesn't happen um, because a completely different life is brought in that heals another part um, or maybe the emotional. Emotional, yeah. Yeah, the emotional message underneath it or the emotional, um, the way a person is with their feelings or their relationship to their own emotions or feelings um, gets healed. And the need was sort of a, a way to call attention to that. So. It's, this work that I do is not so much geared towards the conscious mind of understanding, but it's more of an experience and an embodiment of these other frequencies of these different expressions of our soul, a different life, to, mm -hmm. to, to have an embodied experience of those that will shift and change things in our inner um, makeup of, of who we are um, to bring about more of a, um, an experience of who a person or their authenticity yeah and, and, and i i think i kind of think we're saying the same thing in a different way i don't know if that's bold of me to say or not but i kind of kind of think in a way i'm saying it in a different way but it's the same thing or no i it could be like i what i'm but i thought i was hearing that it's more of a mental exercise or to you know to see the pieces of the puzzle and then, oh, okay, this is how it fits together. Okay, done mm -hmm. for the mind only, but it's more of an embodied experience right. and, it, and it accesses other dimensions within ourselves as well that we have no awareness of during, during the session. So I always see it as the session is accessing the tip of the, the iceberg that sticks out of the water. Mm -hmm. And this is how we interface with the material, but there's more going on beneath the waterline that we have no access to. And I'm, right. I'm saying this because people come out of their sessions and they're healed from stuff that wasn't even addressed during during the session that was not consciously brought up and then right. 
report back to me and say, oh my God, I forgot to tell you, but I had this chronic backache and it's now gone. Right. Uh, no, so I agree. And I think it's, I think it's my, it must be my terminology that's, that's not even explaining it right. But I'm sure, I hope everyone can understand this because I think what you said is I love the way that you explain things. And um, you were just talking, uh, oh, so actually, so then with all this being said, do you think that past lives are parallel lives if everything is happening now, right? Like, because I have accessed parallel lives and timelines like many, many times. And so um, I did a reading for my wife and she had a parallel life and it kind of broke off. She had that aspect had kind of passed away. But um, if that's, you're nodding your head just for everyone who's not seeing this, you're nodding your head. So then would that mean that we are experiencing infinite number of, of realities as a soul, right? That's my understanding, yes. Yeah. And it can be that part of your soul is alive in another human being on the planet right now, mm-hmm. in this timeline, on this particular universe, or a parallel a parallel experience of Earth. Um, or that it can be an expression of you mm-hmm. uh, alive in, in, in a parallel universe. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes sense to me. And it to kind of almost make it even more complicated, because <laughs> that's where my brain, my brain goes, is that like, okay, so if we both agree that that's true, and we also agree that we're all one, and that we're just like one consciousness, then in essence, like when people say, well, are are they my soul family? Like, who's my soul family? Like, have you ever heard that? You know, do I travel with, you know, my parents as my soul family? In essence, we are also kind of aspects of, I'm an aspect of you and you're an aspect of me and our soul family who we think we're just, that's who we travel with, or that's, that's who we're connected to on like a compounded level we are aspects of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, we, we are, I think, you know, again, this is, this is my, what I experience in, in my work. Um, so I think consciousness chooses different containers mm-hmm. to learn certain things. You know, if, if it's just all consciousness with no shape, no form, no rule, right. no laws, then there's no, there's nothing to kind of hold on to, to be able to have ourselves able to learn because no yeah you have to have that individual so you have an individual level of reality yeah from but yet you're also not yes so consciousness chooses different focuses and um and one container or focus can be that i'm gonna i'm gonna work i'm gonna do different lifetimes with these different souls um call it soul family um because it's going to be beneficial because we're gonna we're gonna go up and experience our we have we're gonna have similar experiences that we can then um uh, use to learn more from each other it's just it's just i think it's just a focus or a a container that we we choose to be able to learn certain things but it doesn't exclude that we're all connected it's just we, we we choose the um in our language now, you know, the separation of, oh, this is my soul family. And then everything else is just like other, um, but really we're all connected. We're just choosing to focus within learning within this 
what we call the family den. Um, yes. Does it make sense? I, so it makes I, perfect I, sense. No, it makes perfect sense. And I, I think that many of the listeners will also understand this. And it's, <laughs> it, it explains, it explains like, you know, the, what, you know, going back to the records, like, you know, I go into exactly what you're saying, like a, an ish, an ancestral lineage issue where it's playing different roles and parts within the different members of the family. And it maybe looks like, they're two opposing factors because they are, but there's purpose in someone teaching you this and you teaching them that from a different lens. And, and yes, it makes perfect sense. Um, so then now what, okay, this is also my understanding. And I want to ask you this because I feel like I'm working with not just my higher power, but I'm working with like uh, maybe it's it's light beings from another planet or a, or a collective um, essence of energy that's from like a higher dimension. But I know that my work here on this planet is being, I'm being helped and I'm being guided to kind of fulfill a mission. You could say in the broader terms to help ascend, you know, consciousness, but do you, do you find in your sessions that that is true, that we are being guided by, by who, or, or do you, do you think that it's that we are carrying forward a mission on like a much bigger level to help us ascend into the new earth? Because I do feel like I'm being guided by this like force of energy. I don't know if I explained that. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to describe. Yes, yeah. for sure. Everyone to this, to this day that I've worked with has a team in place um and this is not just the the spirit guide right it's pat it's more than that this or or what or what do you mean by the team i should just let you answer yeah i i think it's again sort of semantics i'm trying to quantify what that is um so i think for some people it can be you know guardian angels that's the term they use or um some other type of guide or but i think they can also be um other expressions of the soul of your soul um or galactic beings um and again all different containers for source to focus through to be in his relationship with these beings so these beings can learn from how to be a guide and you in this life can receive the guidance that you need in this lifetime yeah um, so I think there's levels of it being more, um, more clear or more defined. And then there's levels of more sort of energy kind of flux and flow um, to it. Um, right. Yeah. And, and then part of that is, is our language not being sufficient to, to describe or yeah, to, to approximate how it really is. Yeah. Right. But, but really there's freedom in this approach that you say and that I also believe in where it's like it's maybe you know it's the divine realm and maybe it's you like you said you might someone might say I'm I'm being guided by guardian angels and someone might say I'm being by being guided by galactic beings but really it's it's just the divine realm in some way yeah. um with that being said, what what is your experience with like hybrid beings and you know, do you think that that's also kind of almost silly now that we've all talked about that we have aspects of each other within everything? Or is there such thing as like, oh, no, this person's just a human. And then, oh, no, that person's a, an actual angel on earth. I mean, is how do we how can we even understand that? Mm -hmm. Or is that just like 
you're past that kind of, it's not about that for you. Or do your do people, or do you even know what I'm saying? Like I, I'm trying to put into words some of the things that um, I think. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I'm just functioning from my own limited perspective. So I can say that I know the truth of it all. Um, you know, we're just providing different perspectives um, to each other. Um, I mean, what I find out, what I get a lot is that people go into a different lifetime where um, they are part of a different galaxy and then they decide to come to earth to have an experience here and to help um, evolve this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sorry. So it's not, so it's, so it's not necessarily that, um, I guess it's maybe in uh, like a limited way for me to frame that question that, you know, someone is, is a physical hybrid. It's not because it's really more at the level of consciousness that we are connected oh, to or other galaxies. I just, I just lost your question. Yeah. So my, my experience with hybrids is, um, well, I can give you examples. Like I've had people um, go back to um, current life experiences where they were aboard a spaceship and um, tissue samples were being taken from them. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I quizzed the beings around, um, you know, there were some, some drone type beings around and they couldn't give me a lot of information, but there was like one being that was like taller um, who could ask like, what's happening here? What's, what's your, what's, what's, what kind of operation are you running here? And they would explain that um, the person in this lifetime had agreed to help these beings from another galaxy to, with their um, ascension really, by providing genetic material to them so they could create hybrids that would further, that would be able to, that would allow them to further their race because they had dead ended. They had, so these beings that I've encountered quite a few are future expressions of current humanity. Mm-hmm. And they, in, in one timeline, not the current one that we're on, decided that emotions were dangerous because it caused they saw it as causing all the upheavals and the strife that we are experiencing on the planet right now so they were able to with help from mantid beings who seem who seems to be seem to be masters of like timelines to they were allowed what do you call those beings mantid mantid like um uh like praying mantis beings oh okay okay um they uh they were allowed to come to our timeline um, to collect genetic samples to create hybrid beings between themselves and and us. Um, And that these, some of these hybrid beings are are on earth to experience what it's like here to gain knowledge, um, um, but also to to help us here. And that some of them, they are in orbit around and they're observing and learning from, from humanity and from emotions. Like that seems to be a big, a big deal. Like lots of beings come here to experience emotions because it doesn't seem to be um, very common throughout different universes or galaxies to, to deal with emotions. Um, so that is one way of being a hybrid being, but also like, 
being visited or, you know, say a mother being visited and having genetic material inserted into the fetus, mm -hmm. um, that I, I see that as a hybrid being as well. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me, let me tell you something <laughs> and this is going to be interesting, but I really want to know what you think about this. So this happened to me six months ago, let's say an estimation where I was kind of, I, I go, I kind of just put myself into kind of like a channeled state and I'll, you know, channel. And mm. I was lying in bed. I, you could say it's like a level of meditation, whatever, but I was lying in bed and all of a sudden I had light beams come and they implanted a crystal into my third eye yeah. and kind of slid in this way. And then like it slid in this way. And I kind of froze. I kind of had that like human physical reaction of like, is it good? Is it bad? Yeah. And you know, like, am I now like a hybrid being or like what, you know, what's going on? And I think I talked to um, another like medium friend of mine and she, she, I can't remember if she like, I don't think she removed it, but she kind of looked at it for me. Cause I said, I want someone else to kind of see like, is it is good? is it good? Right. Like, and I still, to this day, like I couldn't use my own level of awareness because I, I was in that like fight freeze yeah. mode and I couldn't kind of like intuitively connect, but I do know that the feeling that I got before it happened was positive. Mm -hmm. Um, so it was, yeah, it was like a crystal implantation and I've had, I've had many experiences where light beings will come and they'll say that, you know, I'm, that they're activating my crystalline DNA and my 12 stranded DNA, and they'll do a lot of upgrades and things like that. So is that a high, is that a level of being a hybrid being or what, what is, um, is that more of an activation? Yeah, I would call it like maybe activation. That's a good way to describe it. I think when we talk about hybrid beings, maybe it's more of a genetic thing. Okay. Um, and then the blending of other, you know, non-terrestrial uh, genetics with the, the human genetics. I mean, as you probably know, human genetics are a composite of, of many different um, galactic races. It's not okay. just, yeah. So, um, so the implant, the implant, like, like, you know, I have heard other people saying that they've had like little devices implanted in them. Yeah. What has been some of your, what have you seen with the work you've done about that? Or what do you think about this crystal in my head? <laughs> <laughs> so I encountered quite a bit, like your experiences. Um, you know, part of the session is I talked to a person about their current lifetime and there are more people now that I encountered that have those experiences. Um, you know, you should ask our mutual friend about it if she's comfortable sharing, for instance. Um, um, but yeah, there's many people that have those experiences where they have been kind of waking up and accessing meditation or plant medicine, and then similar experience to what you just described happen. Um, Do you yeah. think there's anything to be afraid of about things like that? Knowing that that beings, you know, not every being is maybe of a higher dimension. Like, do you think that people should be fearful about devices and being implanted or is it more just intuiting what that feeling was when it was done? So my experience, and again, this might not be the all experience is that it's always, no, not always, but I mean, I, I can't say because I don't know, but my experience has been that it's a positive. Even if there were devices, I remember devices coming up, finding out about devices in a person's body during mm -hmm. a session. And then 
And then when I ask about the function of them, it, it explains it's to um, suppress consciousness or to suppress advancement or evolution. I'm like, really? Why is it there? Oh, because if a person was able to access the consciousness that they came in with, it would not have been safe for them on earth. They would have, would have been, you know, be ostracized or, uh, but now is a time that we can remove it because now they're in a safe space, they've developed and now they can. Um, so what I'm trying to say is that it might seem like it's, it's negative at first, but then it turns out it was there for a purpose, for a reason. And, and at the time of the session and it's being removed so a person can expand. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that makes that makes sense. And so, so you have heard of other people having like crystals implanted? Oh yeah, for sure. All okay. kinds of all, all sorts of all sorts of energetic structures um, that are very helpful, um, especially when you're like a an adept, like when you're when you're doing the work that you're doing, um, mm -hmm. and you have access or you have a sensitivity or you experience those other dimensions beyond the physical. Um, I think this is a, a normal thing that goes on. It's just okay. that you, I think it's, it's, you're just aware of them. Right, right. Oh gosh, so my head just spinned, which means that that's it. You, what that means for me is that it's like a yes. It's like a level of like, a, I don't know how to explain it, but I have these like physical reactions. It upgrades to me. Oh. Yeah, it's upgrades. Okay. Thank you. So once you've turned on, once you, once we have, I think once we leave the kind of, can call it matrix thinking of seeing ourselves or perceiving ourselves as, you know, a human being that that kind of fits in with the mold of of society and culture. Once we abandon or once we expand beyond that and we find out about different parts of ourselves and we want to explore more of this and find out who we really are and become more authentic. Um, I think it's like we've we've seen the light and our team goes, finally, they're aware of this stuff now. Now we can help them um, ascend because we can be in relationship with that part of, they can be in relationship with that part of you that you're now exploring. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, so you're, absolutely. You're, it's, it's you're meeting them at a level that you guys, that we can both, we can communicate yes. and yes. work together. Yeah, and, and even though, you know, before that happens, before this awakening happens, I think there's help available as well. I just think it seems like it gets accelerated when, when you're more of a, um, um, a conscious participant in the, in the, in the relationship. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. This, this is my guess. Yeah. Yeah. But so. it's not negative at all. Um, in terms of those devices, I, I've been, I've been in Akashic Records sessions where like darker stuff was pulled out of me. Um, and, but it felt very, it felt very different. Um, and, um, yeah, but in the, in the course of, of a life or why we carry those sort of darker devices, I think it's also there to provide a, a container to learn with it. You know, it's, it's not like, you know, we've got to fight the bad or fight the negativity. It's more of a, a temporary learning tool. Right. Is aiding our, our expansion or our yeah learning totally now Yarun, do you remember at the beginning of our session the one that i did for you 
a literal, like it looked like a pink fairy angel flew across the screen. Never in my life has I seen anything like that. And I didn't get it. I didn't capture it on video, which might've also been just, you know, cause like divinely, I don't know, like, well, yeah. why? I'm like, why didn't that happen? But that was powerful. That was amazing. <laughs> I too. Yeah. So I was like, what is that? Yeah. Because it, it wasn't just like a little speck of a dust where you're like, oh, is that it was it was it had wings, it flew, it was big. Yeah. Um, I've 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 been wanting to just bring that up with you because I thought I I've I know we talked about it at the time, but it was it was like very profound. And that was all you. That was just your energy brought this. I don't know what it was. Do do you think you know what it was? No idea. No. <laughs> I don't know that it was my energy. I have no idea. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, I, yeah, I remember it vividly. Um, and, and I was talking about it. I was thinking about this as a, I was preparing for, for a zoom meeting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was really, really, really cool. Well, I know that you are a busy person and that you kind of, um, you have a lot of other things to do. And I feel like I, I, I do, do you have time for one last question? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, let's just do one quick, quick last question. Um, Cause you you use this term timelines. Um, I had this experience before um, COVID happened and the whole pandemic where I was told by my higher self that I would be in a car accident and that it would be very bad, but I'm going to survive. And it was almost like I needed to know that so that when the ha car accident happened, like I knew I would survive. I don't know why I was told that, but I was. And it was weird the way that I received it was not in fear. It was just like, okay, and which is not like me. But um, then, of course, the whole pandemic happened. And at some point within the pandemic, I was told, oh, you're not going to be in that car accident. The timelines have shifted. So this concept about timelines, um, it's also a big concept. But um, do you do you think that it, it's something where individuals can jump timelines based on the different choices they make and maybe the level of growth they've had. And, or do you think that it's a collective timeline that we're on like a trajectory, like to go, let's say into the new earth, or do you think it's kind of both? Yeah, I find that really hard to, to quantify for myself also to understand it, but it's, my, or even if you just want to say anything about timelines, like, because my questions I know are like. My feeling is like, my feeling about it is that it's a dynamic thing that um, that is kind of um, weaving itself as we make our decisions and, and things happen. Because um, what you described, I've encountered it as well, not in my own life, but talking to my clients and finding out later that the timelines did shift and that they didn't have to go through certain experiences that other experiences were more appropriate. Um, oh, wow. So, so it's almost like because of the pandemic, which was a collective experience, it shifted maybe the timeline of, of, of I'm assuming of a lot of people. I, I, yeah, I think on an individual basis, like as we respond to sort of external circumstances um, and maybe you know, stuff gets healed or cleared or we accelerate our expansion that certain experiences no longer are needed that, you know, we, we move into another set of circumstances that are more appropriate for our healing. And yeah. That is sort of, yeah, I think that's individual. I think, you know, even the collective experiences that we go through, they have an impact on who we are 
uh, as individuals on this planet. So, and if we're able to, yeah, depending on our response, depending on our reaction or response to it, not like external into the world, but how we process the experiences within ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I think that changes uh, like a, a timeline. Yeah. Right. And now that I'm even saying it out loud, it's almost like, no, you're right. Like the timeline is almost just like the, what we're co-creating. Like, I don't know, this word timeline, I guess is kind of being overused, but really it's just, it's like what you're moving towards based on you co-creating through experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as human beings, I think we, with that information, we're so prone to go like, well, I better do it right. I better get it right. I better get the right timeline. I think there's, I think there's not there's no need to worry about that stuff because our souls are always in or we are always in the right experiences at the right time to learn what we came what we want to learn. Everything is a uh, um, it's like grist for the mail. Is that an expression? Yeah. I don't know, but I know like it's it's taking it's like you know you we well it's an opportunity like even something that we perceive as negative is it's an opportunity for us to grow. Yeah. I mean, as, as we expand in who we are as human beings, like people becoming aware of their, there seems to be, well, in my life, I've experienced this. Um, like I used to be very identified as a human being or very much focused in my life right now and thinking I needed to get it right and do the learning and all that stuff. Um, but through the work that I do, I've, it's shifted somewhat. Now I see myself or I experience myself as a sort of a, like eternal consciousness. And, um, and, you know, this is just one of the experiences. So yes, I can exp experience fear and, and worry in the moment when stuff happens, but I know that this is just one of the experiences that my soul is having and that there's no, Oftentimes when people come out of a, a lifetime and they're with their spirit team or their galactic group, um, it's like they've only been gone for like two minutes. Right. Like lives are, like the time of it seems to be moving differently. And so I'm trying to, what I'm trying to describe is that, that it's all experience and that it's, you don't have to get it right. It's not like it doesn't all hinge on your experience now as a human being, if you get it right or not, or if, if ascension happens or not. If certain things are not achieved, you just go try and do something else. You know, it's not like. And and that would that would relieve a lot of pressure for you, me and everyone. Right. Because we put so much pressure on ourselves to achieve these things. And it's like, for what? When really what you're saying, what I'm hearing, and it's already relieving pressure within my sense of being as just everything is an experience and we can just allow ourselves to experience it instead of like, Oh, what am I going to do next? What am I going to achieve next? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause I, yeah, I think that often takes us out of the moment. Yes. Yeah. So instead of um, honoring what's there right now and um the good and the bad, if it, even though there's no such thing as good or the bad, but, but right, like meaning whatever the experience is, do you feel that you find yourself honoring that? Well, that's my aim. I'm, I'm very <laughs> not successful, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my aim. So it's kind of like, 
you know, there's this talk through sessions about this event that's happening or this big upgrade that's coming or, you know, and, and a lot of people now they've heard about it on Facebook or, you know, YouTube. And it's like, well, when is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? I need to know when it's going to happen. Like only then th that they will feel better in their life. And that I think you're going, you're missing the point of life when you relate to these experiences. It's more about like examining why our lives are so shitty right now and to, to listen to the parts of ourselves that provide the information on how to make it better. Like if we're, if our life is shitty because we are in codependent relationships to really acknowledge the feelings of how shitty that really feels mm -hmm. and, and, and wanting to do things for yourself that feel better to create experiences that feel better so we can, we can give more space to our inner self rather than to shove it to the side in, in lieu of, I got to fix my partner or one day, you know, it'll be better or one day the event will come or one day I will get that big chunk of money. One day I will win the lottery. One day um, I will be healthy. Um, I think the point is to, again, to, to try and have our, our focus rest within ourselves and to explore relationship with the parts of us that have been demonized and neglected and um, closeted, um, abandoned, you know, and yeah, and this is, this is a very common thing. And this is, I think, why our souls come here to experience that, that all of us have been, like we've been impaired in our sense of self. I think when we come in as babies, I, I think you can see this in babies, we still know what we are because you can see in these little ones that they are their source or expansiveness or joy. You know, we're still in the moment uh, an integral whole in terms of all the different aspects that we've chosen to bring in, we still have access to them. And then we get into this journey of parents that have not gone through a journey learning to embrace their own authenticity. They're perpetuating uh, the traumas that were done to them. Um, and then we get into a world where value is placed on a very limited expression of, of humanity. Like you can see it all around you, um, you know, in terms of gender, um, ethnicity, or race, or sexuality. I mean, you yourself as well, being a, a gay woman, this is, I mean, we are not accepted or valued in this world. You know, in America, it's best if you are straight, and if you're a white, and if you're a um, Christian, and if you're a masculine as a man, or very feminine as a woman. There's all these like limited molds that we are given in terms of this is where it's at. This is how you do life. This is when you are appropriate. This is when you're good. This is how you're valued. And they have nothing to do with who we truly are. And again, this is a purposeful container for our soul to learn these things, to move from the experience of not valuing yourself and not being worthy to this, this journey that we're on, you and I are on and our clients um, of recovering the the authenticity or the um, all the other aspects or our magic um, to to bring about this shift on the planet um, to not not only just to love ourselves and make our life own life feel better but to also help others to, to do the same thing so fuck I forgot how we got into this I feel like I no, well you're you're you know it's just we're unraveling it's we're deconditioning all these you know it, it, this what you just explained 
is, I guess, the path to our spiritual awakening. And it's hard for me to not feel like on some level, even though I see what you're saying and I agree that's our purpose, it, it, you know, it kind of feels like, but why it's a setup? Like, why does it have to be so hard? But that's also the limited, my own limited way of thinking, um, which I accept within myself that there's another approach to look at it. Um, but it, it is it, what you just described is our, our path of coming home, coming back to ourselves and just unraveling into our wholeness. And yeah, that's the path that we are all on. And it's not like I live in this sort of space all the time of like, Oh, I'm just a soul having an experience, even though it's can be shitty you know it's just a, it's just an experience i go into those feelings and thoughts very much so you know i'm 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 a human being on the planet but um processing those experiences the the mindset or the perception you know when there is this perception of that all the experience is there to to gain growth or uh, expansion through it, it it's slightly more empowering than um than just kind of wallowing in, um, you know, being unlucky or why did this happen to me? Even though I go through these moments too, but I know in the back of my mind that, you know, yeah. they're, they're purpose. Does that make any sense? It's kind of yeah. like a, it's Oh, not- no, it makes perfect sense. It's And it's also, what also makes sense to me is the acceptance that you and I both have with the duality of like allowing ourselves to honor the thinking mind, which also the ego, we can't get away from that, but also to go back to the higher understanding that we both know the purpose of, of that. There is an opportunity to these, to these experiences that feel really bad, that there is an opportunity and that, and, and ultimately they do lead us back into our wholeness. And I guess that's the construct of human existence to, to go through darkness to get to light in a way yeah I've, I've been it's explained to me many times by the higher self that this is a coveted spot here on earth this is like right now it seems to be the best show in town because we're going through this like evolution and this ascension but it's a coveted spot to be able to learn through duality because it is fast track learning you, you can get a lot of ground covered being here because in other um let's call it higher dimensional places, there's not this duality, there's less of the opportunity of learning, learning, like, for instance, going from, you know, having a lot of trauma or stuff happen, and having your sense of self being completely shattered, to learning how to pick up those pieces, and um, to, to be to love to love oneself. And in, in the face of all of that, that is a journey that is is very valuable in terms of the uh, evolution of a soul. That's what it seems to be. Um, well, that, that's a very helpful notion that we can hold on to. That it's coveted. That it's a gift. That it's fast tracking. I mean, that 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 helps me see it in a in another way. And I think um, maybe through that, like embracing or seeing it in that way, maybe we can also just allow ourselves to be in the experience because then we, like you said before, like we, we don't, we don't need to shame ourselves for the experiences we're going through or say that, oh, we did something wrong to deserve this. Um, I think that it's just really helpful to say, oh, this is a gift to go through this. Yeah. What it seems to, to me is that um, this journey that we're 
on as souls on the planet having this human experience is that it's it's the undoing or the purging of all the wrong making of ourselves whether it is you know regarding our gender sexuality or other parts of that we don't even have uh, language for <clears throat> to because when we stop judging these parts of ourselves we it's like we integrate them into the understanding of who we are and and that's the light that we came here to be you know it's like we come in as this big light and then it gets shattered or diminished because of the experiences that we're having and the kind of belief structures that are present on this planet and then going through this journey of awakening um be it through crises and then accessing uh different tools for for healing we start to embrace our magic yeah, yeah. and and with that come i mean i i i'm so tickled when i I'm now meeting these human beings that they've gone through experiences and they now express very specific ways of healing. Like I met this woman the other day and she started like making these clicking sounds. Mm -hmm. It's like a form of light, light, light language. And then her, her fingers started like fluttering and she knew that she was creating like energetic structures in the field of somebody else to help them to align with the truth of who they are. So it's like, and it was like other dimensional expressions of herself or these galactic beings that are working with her that were coming through, the, coming through her to do these things. I mean, it's so specific and so unique. And I love that. And this is what's happening now that more and more people are, are becoming aware of and embracing those parts of themselves. That is amazing. I'm so my jaw is like open. I'm so fascinated by that. Like and light language is something that I think I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm really interested in that. Um so Yarun, how do people find you? Because I know everyone's gonna want to book a session with you, including myself. And I know that they're they do last a bit of time, right? Like a couple hours. They're about four hours. Four yeah. hours. Okay. So yeah. And do you do you do them online still by Zoom? Uh, no, no. So, um, oh. so I'm in person. So how do people find your information if you want to share your website, your Instagram and things like that so people can find where to um, book in? Yeah. I'm based in Los Angeles. I'm in the San Fernando Valley. And um, this is where I see people. And I do online regression, group regressions. Um, so for groups of people. But if you want to do a, a private session, find me on my Instagram page it's Yeroen j-e-r-o-e-n is love i-s-l-o-v-e um, that's the best way to contact me you can dm me um, and you can also book yourself a session my website is my first name j-e-r-o-e-n q-h-h-d.com and i will also link all your all the your website and instagram in the show notes um and yeah, I will, first of all, thank you so much for all your time, for answering all my questions and for everything. And I highly recommend, I, I know my wife really just got so much out of her session. And like I said, I can't wait to have one. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm really grateful. I hope that maybe you'll come back on and. Yeah, I love talking to you. I mean, about this stuff, you have such great questions, so. Oh, well, I thank you. Yeah, I was like, what should I ask? I kind of prepared a lot of questions and then just I went in the in the moment. 
Um, and so I know we'll get together soon because we need to meet. We have our mutual friend who you're about to see right now, Shauna. Shout out, Shauna. <laughs> um, but thank you so much. I'm really excited for just, I just love watching your journey online too, like what you do. And I know you also have, you do go to Malibu. Is it Malibu? What is the place called that you do the group sessions in Malibu? Oh yeah, the Mindry. The Mindry, okay. Yeah, so I yeah, think people can, if they're in, if you're in the LA area, you can also, they can find you there. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, yeah. So the Mindry, we only do in-person group sessions and then mm -hmm. other places provide like hybrid experiences, both in-person and, and online and other places are online only. Like through the Den Meditation, it's online only liberate yourself uh, both and then the mind in person only so if you want to have a sample experience of what it's like to go into a past life then a group session would be a great place to start how fun okay well awesome thank you so much bye